All right. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. And I'm coming to you guys live. This is episode 71 of Goals and Updates. Um, it's It's been a, a pleasure coming up to episode 71, man. It's crazy. All right. Let me um, real quick boost this in. Post. All right. I think we're good. Hang on, let me get this down. Oh, man. There we go. But uh, <clears throat> it's episode 71, all right? And I'm trying to get to 100. I'm trying to get to those triple digits, all right? Now, I haven't been here on Monday. Um, I've been wrapping up accounting one, and um, I had to do – I think I had to do something else on top of that. Um, but um, accounting is going to come first, obviously, because I'm at the very, very end. I have two more weeks. I have one more test left and then a final so if um, it's probably going to be a little rocky on the episodes, uh, you know, I'm trying to do them twice a week. So it's probably going to be a little rocky up until two weeks from now. But the point of the matter is we're here now. So we're on a Wednesday and then I'll probably make up Monday for um, tomorrow and Thursday. So real quick, I'm going to update you guys on some things that are happening. We're going to go into two great topics today. The first one's going to be look at other people, um, look at other people's viewpoint or points right? Because uh, it's normally not one viewpoint. It's normally multiple viewpoints. The second topic is going to be you can't win an argument, all right? And what I'm going to do with that one is I'm going to take some, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read uh, some tips from this book, How to Win Friends and Influence from People. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to switch it up. And, um, and this guy is great, Dale Carnegie. If you, gotta, if you guys don't know who Dale Carnegie is, he is amazing. He's one of the, the best um, motivational influencers in the whole entire world. Um, this book alone, which I'll give you guys some um, when I'm updating you guys, I'm going to go over some of the stuff. But um, I went, I brought this book to work, all right? And, some, and I read sometimes on my lunch breaks, which I've updated you guys before on. I went to the lunchroom, put the book down, ended up um, joining in some discussions with some uh, employees there. And this one guy, when I went to go throw out my trash, this one older guy looked like he was 45. Yeah, probably in his, somewhere in his 40s, maybe like mid 40s, late 40s. And he goes, he goes, oh man, he's like, I read that book 25 years ago. All right. He's like, I read that book 25 years ago and it's a fantastic book. And, uh, and he's like, how old are you? And I'm like 23. And he goes, wow, man. He's like, yeah, I read that 25 years ago when that book first came out. Um, as you can see, this book is really old. All right. It, it looks outdated. You can see that it looks completely outdated. When I first got this book, um, I, it was, uh, my uncle sent me this book through the mail. All right. And when I first opened it, the, the pages, I just noticed the pages were like completely outdated. Like the paper is really old that they, uh, printed this copy on. And what ended up happening was, uh, how I got this book, uh, I'll give you a little backstory on that. Um, before I go into the, uh, the other thing. Um, but my uncle sends me books once in a while. Like I guess he's going through his old stash of um, sales books or anything related to business. Because I started recently talking to my uncle not too long ago. Um, I think like a year ago, I, I started talking to my uncle. And I was talking to him about business. I'm like, I really want to start my own business. This is before I did done deal investments. This is kind of like when I was starting other things before done deal investments. Um, I was always talking to him how I dress, I dress for success and no one else does. Talking about all the traits that I was trying to build 
And um, at the time, I was always trying to I was always trying to escape sales. I didn't like sales at the time. All right. And what ended up happening was I told him that I was like, you know, because he kept telling me he's like, it's sales because he's a salesman. He travels all over the world. He goes to Japan. He's been to China. He's been to um, any any country that you can think of. Almost any. He's been everywhere. All right. All across the United States. He's been to like almost every single state. Um, he's lived in Matt. Um, he's lived in like Texas. He's in Houston, Texas. He's lived in, I think, like Washington, Seattle, all the major cities. He's lived in there at one point in time. Um, that was something that my mom always said um, when I was growing up that they always move. They're always moving. And I kind of did notice that when I was a, when I was younger. But um, the point that I'm trying to make to you is that he is a heavy, heavy sales guy. So all the all the information I normally get, I normally talk to him at a family uh, get together or something where I see him and I start talking to him about sales because I know if I can talk to him about it, and he's somewhere in the similar ballpark, I, I, it has to be a hit, right? It has to be something that's right because he has been doing it for so long, right? He's been doing it for like thirty five years, probably even uh, yeah, probably like thirty five. Um, probably more years than that. I, I don't have a specific number or the correct number. I'm pretty sure it's 35 and above years of uh, salesman experience. And he started this company, which is a clothes company um, from the ground up. So when I talked to him about like, because I'm a marketer, I consider myself more of a marketer um, than a salesperson. But recently I've been telling myself that I'm a, a businessman, which means that I'm a salesperson slash everything right? Because I really have to sell ideas. I really have to go out there and sell you guys on done deal investments. I got to sell you guys on goals and updates. I got to sell myself every single day. I got to go sell people that I don't know, people that I do know, people internally, out, uh, externally, right? So I got to sell every single day. So I I changed the theory once I read sell, sell or be sold by Grant Cardone. And I started telling myself that I am a salesman. But before that, I was telling myself I'm a businessman or businessman, right? Um, cause that's, that's what I considered myself my whole entire life was, all right, I'm a businessman. And I didn't really think too much into sales until, uh, until recently when I started reading some sales books and I'm like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. I am a salesman. Um, but, uh, the point that I'm trying to get to is, uh, my, my uncle doesn't believe in advertising. He believes in cold calling and selling. Uh, that's, that's what, that's how he built up his, um, his company from the ground up with, uh, this, this other person. And that's what he was saying. That's how he got to vice president of the company. That's how he, you know, he did all this stuff was through cold calling and selling someone cold, basically just calling someone up and selling them on business shirts um, or dress clothes for business or for work. Now, um, so that's what I'm going to do now real quick. I'm going to go over something else. Uh, there's another guy. Now, this is interesting, too. And I'm going to point something out after this. This is part of the update. So, um, but. And I was sitting down, the guy Tyrone, which uh, I've talked about in another goals and updates. Um, intro I introduced myself to him because he was interested in ties, and he was like, "Yay!" He's like, um, "I always see you dressed out in these nice ties." He's like, "Where do you go to shop?" And then I introduced myself, and before I even said anything, I put my hand down and I was like, "My name's Tyler. What's your name?" And he's like, "Tyrone." And I'm like, "It's a pleasure to meet you, Tyrone." Um, I get these ties, and then I started explaining the ties, right? And I'm going to get to something else with an update. It's just things are hitting me as I'm talking. But um, 
So he ran into me in the lunchroom and he goes, oh man, he's like, you're reading. He's like, I read that book, man. That book's amazing with Dale Carnegie, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh man, yo, he's like, you're just an all in one package, man. He's like, I got to talk to you. He's like, we'll catch up later. And I was like, okay. Um, I didn't see him at all recently, like in the last day. I think that was like two days ago when I brought this book and that's what he said. But um, it instantly put in my mind, this is what now I'm going to catch up to you what I was saying before. It instantly put in my mind that the reason I bring these books, right, and I read them, not only just to get the education, but it's unmarketing to certain people, okay? Because if I bring this book and I read it, and the average person sees this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, the average person would be like, like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, why is he reading that? I don't care about that, right? Only the people, sorry, allergies. Only the people that are obsessed and the people that want to improve their lives and the people that have actually taken the time to read the book, like the two people that presented themselves to me and said, hey, I read that book 25 years ago. Or, oh, hey, I read that book 20 years ago. You know what that tells me about those two people out of everybody in that lunchroom that recognized the book? Those are successful people. Those are people that want to better themselves in life. Those people are not average. Those people are obsessed. Well, how do I know that? Because you have to be pretty obsessed to read a book like this. All right. You have to be obsessed with changing your life in order to read this book. Because it's, it's, if you're not obsessed with, with um, getting to know other people or getting to a point where um, you're self-improving every single day, you're not going to make it. Like an average person would not read this book. I'm just letting you know that right now. You might be looking at this book going, I don't want to even read that book. It looks outdated. It looks old. It looks dingy. I don't want to read that book. But the point is I'm bringing these books, okay, that I know that I know the older generation has read that are amazing books. Maybe even the younger generation has read. But I'm bringing these books and what it's doing is it's marketing to, it's, it's gravitating people that are, are people that aren't average. They want to better themselves in front of me. And that's what it did. It exposed me to two people at that workplace that now every single time I see them, I'm going to try to introduce myself and have a conversation with them if they're eating lunch, right? And I'm going to try to pick their brain. That's the difference between me and the average person, right? Right there in a nutshell. Average person would not do that, okay? Average person would not even think like that. Now, um, the reason I have the book is I'm going to read a couple of pointers once we get to that topic. And uh, I read a couple of them. I didn't read all of them, but they're crazy good. All right. They're, they're like insanely good. This will work if you're Democrat, if you're Republican. This will work if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are, what you believe in. These tips will work for you. Okay. And that's why I'm going to, that's why I'm going to um, share them on the show is, and it will give you something different than me just, you know, putting an example out there about myself, something that happened and then the topic, right? It, it's going to spice it up a little bit as well. Now, some other things I want to update you guys on is uh, they had this meeting that no one knew about at work today. Not a single soul knew about. And everyone's like, what's this meeting? And I'm like, I have, I have no idea what this meeting is. And um, we go to the meeting and there's like seven or six different meetings. And me and this one girl that were um, in the same department went over to. And 
the guy, um, Chris, who is, uh, I believe he's like vice president. He's like, he's pretty high up there. I'm pretty sure he's like vice president. And, um, he does the meeting and everyone's shocked. Everyone's like, all right, why is this guy here? And he goes, do you guys know why we're having this meeting? And everyone's like, no, we have no idea. And he's like, oh, it's funny as hell. He's like, I can't believe we held the secret for so long. And he announced that um, they're having three major changes at, at the job. Now, what they're doing is um, they're trying to branch. Uh, they're trying to, at first, they're going to move departments. All right. Now they're saying they're going to keep the other one the, with the, the new building and they're going to renew this one lease where we're working currently, which was a big, big thing at work. No one knew what was going on, if we we're going to move, if people are going to get like leave the company because they couldn't move, um, which was pretty crazy. Besides the point, uh, you know, now we're staying for another year, all right, which is good, good news for me because it's only it's, it's a 15 minute commute rather than a 40 or 35 minute commute. Plus, the traffic is pretty bad going down to Boca. So it, to me, that was a win win for me. All right. And probably a win-win for most people there because they didn't want to go to Boca. Now, um, the second thing is they're going to repaint and redo the inside of that, that one that, that everyone's been complaining about. Um, I've only been there a month and a half, so I don't really have anything to complain about yet. Right. Or I, you know, I haven't been there long enough to understand the problems that the in, internally, the, the coworkers or employees there are really having. So I ask questions all the time. Like I ask a bunch of people on my area or people at lunch or something like, Hey, like, um, what do you think about this? Cause I'm curious what they're thinking because, uh, most of them have been there like at least seven months, close to a year, some of them even two years. So, you know, I want to hear what, I want to hear what they're going through, right? What they're thinking because they've been there longer than me. So the, um, the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, they're going to redo the internal area there. They're going to repaint it, the colors of this new brand they're trying to bring out. And then at the same time, they're going to um, like redo the carpets. They're going to clean it. And everyone's been complaining about the carpets so they haven't cleaned it for like forever. So that's that. So in my book, that's a plus. Um, they're talking about like something about uh, st- uh, working at home. They're going to try and they said it's no guarantee. They're trying to work on this, uh, this issue where some people would rather stay home and work because of certain issues or whatever. Um, I'm not really for that. I actually think that's going to be a mistake. And I'm going to be bluntly honest with you on that one. I think that's going to be a huge mistake um, for one reason and uh, like a major reason. I don't think the productivity, because they're all about um, productivity there, right? They want the numbers to be high. We got to hit these numbers, hit these numbers, hit these numbers. I guarantee you they're not going to hit numbers of people working at home. There's going to be too many distractions. You have Netflix, you have the internet, you have no one um, riding behind you, basically like watching you. You you don't you don't have like the supports the uh, support system that you would have if you're in an office. Uh, and there it's gonna be it's gonna I'm telling you it's gonna be problems. I don't think that's smart on their part, but I could be wrong. You know I've I I've never um, you know for some people that actually works depends on what kind of person you are work wise. Uh, for me, I know for a fact I wouldn't like it because I've done it before with Broward College and I hate it because there's too many distractions. Um, I can't, it's not that I can't focus if I wanted to. It's more the fact of um, I like socializing with people. I like meeting new people. I like, uh, I like the environment of a workplace because everyone's there for one reason. You're trying to work and you're trying to work together. If I'm on the computer at home, 
it's harder for me to get in contact with someone that's right next to me, right? If I was at, um, let's say I'm working at my uh, at Cross Country Home Services right now, right? I could easily go to my supervisor, Lori, just go, you know, walk across uh, to, you know, a floor down and just be like, hey, Lori, this is the problem I'm having. How do I fix this? And she'll help me out, right? Now, if I'm working at home on a computer, it's going to delay it. She has to receive what I'm trying to send her probably through email or some sort of like text message or, or like, you know, or a phone call. Um, so it's going to delay it a little bit. Now, um, and, and I was asking this one girl about it that uh, has been there for like at least a year and a half, two years. And she was like, yeah, I already know it's going to happen. They're going to implement it and someone's going to mess it up. Someone's going to do something stupid. Like they're going to, they're going to not be like productive at home or something and just waste time and just collect a paycheck or something. And they're going to get rid of it. And I was like, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. That's why I don't, you know, and that's why I don't really agree with it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to work out, but you know, I've been proven wrong before. Who knows? It's, you know, and they're talking about it. It's not like they're doing it, but Anyways, that was like the three big things um, that were going on with that, uh, you know, at work. But the main thing, the reason I brought this up was uh, the guy, Chris, who's, um, you know, vice president, came in and I was, you know, I was front row in front of him. Now, when I went to this town hall meeting, I got to shake his hand, introduce myself, and I made sure at the very end, because I know no one's going to go do it. They're either scared of him, intimidated, or they just don't care. They're just like, I don't really care. Like, he's head boss, like, why do I care, right? So I'm like, at the very end of this meeting, when he dismissed us, I'm going up to him and I'm saying, hey, Chris, how's it going? Nice to see you, shake your hand, and then I'm gonna leave, right? And that's what I did, all right? And uh, I'm telling you, no one did that. <laughs> no one did that. And dressed up like this, dressed up for success, all right? And that's why I dress up for success, because you never know when the big boys or the boss, the major person in charge of uh, whatever job you're at, is going to walk into that place and present an opportunity to you, okay? And that's what happened. I was prepared for that opportunity, even though I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't know we are going to have a meeting. I didn't know um, the guy Chris was going to be there and to do the meeting. I didn't know anything. But guess what? I was the only one that was prepared there that was giving my 110% full attention to him um, laughing at his jokes, you know, just basically, you know, and some of it was funny. I mean, but the, the point that I'm trying to make to you is I was prepared. Most people were not prepared. I'd say nine out of 10 people there were not prepared or, uh, maybe even like 10 out of 10 people basically besides myself were not prepared. Okay. Um, but I went up there, shook his hand and I said, it's, it's great to see you, Chris. Um, you know, have a good day. And, uh, you know, it's all it takes, man. Um, so that's what I wanted to update you guys on. Um, I'm trying to think I have accounting left, right? So accounting, I only have about, I think it's like two weeks left of class, which I know for a fact I'm going to pass because all I have to do is keep up with the homework. We only have, I think it's only like, uh, six more homeworks left, but you know, it's three in a, in a quarter or three in, um, each section. And then I have one test and then a final. Now the final is going to be kind of tricky, uh, cause it's going back from chapter one to chapter nine or one through nine. Uh, I think I, I think I should do pretty well on this last test for the actual, uh, before the final, sorry. And, um, but yeah, so I have, you know, I have two weeks left of that and then I, and then I can start getting these on time. I should be able to do a Monday and Wednesday because I won't have the class anymore. Uh, the class kind of throws me off because sometimes I have a class on Tuesday and Thursday, 
And what happens is either Wednesday, the homework is due like that night at 11 or Monday at 11 PM it's due. So that's why I don't make it sometimes on the Monday and sometimes on the Wednesday. It's only the Monday. Normally the Tuesday, the homework's due. What's up, Alex? Um, but, uh, the whole point is, um, I'm going to get out of that pretty soon in two weeks. And then, you know, I'm going to be doing a uh, home. Ins- uh, the first thing I'm going to do is go sign up for a home inspectors, uh, course, go get certified. This is what I said I was going to do and, um, and work cross country home services as my full-time job. And then do try to do done deal investments on the side now. Um, and then just continue goals and updates. And I'm just going to keep on trying to continue my education at the same time, improve and get better at cross country home services at the same time, still keep on developing done deal investments and, um, goals and updates. Hopefully I can get it to somewhere where I, you know, I really want to get it to at the same time. Now I'm going to have to try to prioritize, which is going to be the hardest part. Cause that's, you know, it's a lot of stuff that's, you got done deal investments, you got goals and updates, you got cross country home services, which is where my main income's coming from. And, um, and you got the, you know, that's basically it, right? Besides, uh, you know, trying to get the, uh, continuing the education part, but, uh, it's kind of tied into done deal investments. So, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, you're kind of killing, um, two birds with one stone. I like to say, I like that term, but, um, so I'm going to be really constantly busy. All right. It's not, you know, it's not like, oh, you know, college is done. Um, uh, it's going to free up some time. No, it's going to basically like open up a little bit more space to put more stuff in there. Uh, and that's, you know, and I'll update you guys as I go. Now that's basically all I have for updating. Now we're going to get into these two topics real quick. The first one is look at other people's point of view. All right. And it should, I think I put it in uh, the description. It should be uh viewpoints because what you're going to find out. And the reason I picked this one is it was a little bit because of the book, how to win, um, how to win friends and influence people with Dale Carnegie. But the main reason, um, I decided to talk about this topic is because, you know, right now you have, uh, you know, it's, it's getting right now we're in a very political time and you have two sides that are completely different. They're going for completely 110% different viewpoints. At the same time, um, I have constantly been going against the masses, right? Uh, not even just politically, all right? Politically, I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, right now it is very politically divided. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm in a place where uh, people want to be average. People have money, so they think like, okay, I can live more comfortably, um, especially in Coral Springs. It's, you know, it's money-filled. Uh, you'll see people driving down the street and I would say maybe one out of uh, every four people, you'll see like a crazy car, like a Lexus and Mercedes. Um, then you have like the, the BMWs, you have like the crazy Porsches, like, like people around here don't understand really like, like struggle or some of them struggle, but they don't understand why. Okay. And down here in Broward County, uh, I've, I, you know, being, uh, being white and like, now it's like, you know, people are, you know, trying to bring up racism and stuff like that. Um, I do get, I do get targeted with certain things and I'm not saying that to basically tell you that, uh, to, you know, I'm not trying to do that to basically have pity on me. I'm saying that because the same people 
that are talking about race or they're talking about they're talking about racism and stuff like that. They're basically reversing it and, and pinning it on um, white people. And if you don't believe me, uh, if you went to my job, you would 110% see it. Uh, where I work, it's dominated by black people. Okay, 110%. The, the majority at my workplace is black. It would go black, Hispanic, uh, I don't think we really have, um, we don't really have many, that many Asians, but it's really black, uh, Hispanic, maybe Asian. And then it's like white, white would be like the last, um, the last race there that would, uh, be at, at the workplace in the call centers. Um, and, you know, the, basically the whole entire company almost. Now, the reason I bring that to you is because, um, at my workplace, uh, they're very, very um, racist against white people, like e extremely racist and just like little things. All right. And it's because of their political viewpoint. So the reason I'm telling you guys that is not because I completely care because what they think and what they do do not reflect me. OK, and I'm actually like the funny thing is uh, I'm always up for a challenge. I always love being the person in the room that has an opinion or a viewpoint that everyone does not agree with because that means I'm going in a good direction. It means I'm going in the right direction because if everyone agrees on something, it's normally wrong. It's normally not, you're not looking outside the box. It means you're following everyone else. And I don't do that. I don't follow everyone else. I, I create things. I don't, I don't follow in line um, because someone told me that, you know, uh, white people are racist or something, or um, that we need to raise minimum wage to $15 because people, people have to make more money, right? I'm not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not for any of that shit. But if you are, I mean, good, good for you. I'm, I'm not saying anything against it. But uh, the point of the matter is I'm constantly going against different viewpoints. So that's what, that's what it's leading into, right? Because you have to look at other people's viewpoints. Um, I did this at the marketing job at Broward College. Uh, I was the only person that was a different viewpoint person. Uh, I, same thing at this job, right? Because majority of them are black, Hispanic. Um, they're they're more democratic. Now I'm not. I'm sure not every single person there views the same viewpoint as um, a majority of those people. And I would even go as far to say maybe even some of them are are registered Republicans or don't you know they're they. They align themselves with a Republican Party or that viewpoint, right? But they're just not going to say that there because if they say that, they're going to be called an Uncle Tom. They're going to be called, um, you know, racist, even though it's the same skin color as that person and they're calling them a racist. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because if I can go through extreme situations and still listen to the other per, uh, other person's viewpoint, which I had to do m numerous times. And like, not even just me, like this is everyone, even if you're a Democrat or you're someone that believes in something different than everyone else, um, you'll understand, right? You'll, you, you've had to at one point, maybe you didn't like your boss, or you didn't believe that your boss was right in something, but you still had to go to a meeting and listen to your boss talk, right? It's the same thing. Um, you have to listen to that person's viewpoint. Now, 
Um, the reason I bring this up is because um, what I've noticed is if someone doesn't agree with the other person, what do they normally do? They tune them out, right? They tune them 110% out. They, um, they don't, they look at the other person completely different and they look at the other person like they're, uh, you know, like a, like almost like trash, like, Oh, that person's trash because they believe in this point. And this doesn't happen on just one side politically. This doesn't just happen with one person. It doesn't just happen with one race. It happens with everybody, right? Everybody is guilty of this. I catch myself sometimes when someone's talking, right? And they're talking about, uh, um, I don't know, they're talking about racism or something, or they're talking about um, things that I know that, m that are probably not true and like they're not going to work, but that other person really believes that it's going to work. And, um, and I think to myself, like, all right, like, you know, you catch yourself sometimes. Like, I've caught myself sometimes saying like the stupidest stuff in my mind, like, oh, that person has no idea what they're talking about. They're stupid. And I don't believe, I don't believe in that. Like, I don't believe people are stupid, by the way. I don't. I, because, I don't believe people are stupid. I believe people are just misinformed or they're not, they're not educated on something that they believe is true or, or what it really is. They weren't educated enough on that factor. They were lied to. They were misinformed. Um, but that doesn't make you stupid. It just makes you misinformed. Like you don't, you don't realize the right information or someone told you something that was wrong. And I don't think people are stupid. All right. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a single person in the world that's stupid. I just don't think they educated themselves or they didn't, um, they didn't look for the answers and they just, whatever someone told them, they just believed that doesn't make that person stupid. It just makes them misinformed. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is because my whole entire life, I was called stupid. My whole entire life. I was, uh, um, people, you know, didn't believe in me. People told me certain things were wrong. People told me, uh, you know, you're not going to amount to anything. Um, this was internally, externally, like all different sides. And the only person that would be able to get through that or believe to get, you know, pushed through that would be myself. And that's what I had to realize. I, I realized that everyone else around me, um, was probably not going to support me. And the only person that could get me out of, uh, bad situations or negativity or, um, push myself forward was myself. I had to rely a little bit on myself right? Or, you know, probably like I'd say like 95% on myself and maybe 5% on, on other people. Um, but that like for motivation or to like be uplifted or to keep myself, um, sane and not go crazy because you're going to hear a lot of other people not agree with you and they're going to try to tear you down. Now, um, I had to do this all the time. All right. Uh, I had to, I had a ex-girlfriend, who was completely on a different point of view side, um, completely believed because she was a woman, she was Spanish, she wasn't going to make it in the United States. Um, basically just kind of just told me like, you know, I, it, like the country sucks. Like, I don't, I think it's like, like America sucks. Like, I don't like, I don't like America. I think it's a disgraced uh, country. Um, which to me sounded ridiculous. Like then, then why are you here? But, the point of the matter is I had to constantly listen um, to that person's viewpoint because I was with that person for a year, uh, kind of like a year and a half. All right. So I had to constantly try to get myself uh, self-improved, but at the same time, I had to try to listen to her viewpoint at, at certain points. 
And some of the stuff she said was actually, you know, she, she's a smart human being. She, um, she basically would say certain things and I understood exactly what she was saying. And I'd actually repeat it back to her and I'd be like, yeah, this is what you're saying is X, Y, and Z. And she'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I'd be like, okay, but I don't agree with that. Like, I agree with this, right? And she would understand that, but automatically emotions would kick in. And she couldn't understand a different viewpoint, right? But at the same time, I'd be like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. That's how I used to think. I used to think in X, Y, and Z. And, uh, and I would try to explain to her as calm and nice as I possibly could, like, yeah, I understand why you think that, but then you got to think about this right? And this, and this element, and this element, and that element. And that's why I think this way. And I was trying to explain to her the, the viewpoint that I was having that was a little bit different from her viewpoint. Um, but she, you know, she couldn't do that for some, for some reason. And I understand why she couldn't do it. It was, she's acting more emotional towards something rather than logical, right? And that's, and that's something where your brain automatically does. Your brain automatically is um, designed to go negative or go emotional or not, you know, you're not, you're not thinking logical. You're thinking more of like emotion, more um, of myself kind of vibe. Um, and you take it personal. And that's why politics is politics is really hard because you're talking to someone that truly believes in what they're telling you. And when you go against that, that belief or that idea, you're, it's almost like they take it personal. Like you're going completely after them, which you're not trying to, you're just trying to have, a um you know like a a good debate or you're trying to you're trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong because maybe you don't even know maybe you're arguing on a point that you really don't know right like i've had issues where i was talking to her about something and i'm like um i'm gonna be honest with you i don't i don't really know like this is what i would assume but i don't really know like, i got i don't have enough detail i don't have enough knowledge i don't know have enough of this um and i i really wouldn't i wouldn't be able to tell you if you're right or if you're wrong i just i would assume because the of this x y and z that it would be this um and that, and that's okay too but um you know the problem is like you're going to run across people like that all the time you're going to come across people that can't uh hear a different viewpoint than themselves or they have to be right um and you know like the same thing for me like i i sometimes am always trying to find an answer so if you can't if you can't logically prove it wrong, um, I, I won't go towards it. Like just because like I read books almost every single day, like I read something every single day. I'm uh, I wake up in the morning and my my uh, routine is like I wake up and I listen to um, podcasts or I listen to motivational videos or um, I'm I'm watching news uh, from not mainstream news, but I'm listening to sources that are um, trying to go out and and research certain elements besides what you're hearing on the mainstream media. Um, but the, the point that I'm trying to make here is um, you're, you're going to come across people that have different viewpoints. I had to do this at work hundreds and hundreds of times. I, at at uh, Broward College, I was the only one that was, um, I, I was registered Republican. I believe 95% of the stuff that's on the right. I don't really believe a lot of the stuff that's on the left. Um, and everyone at my job, um, thought Obama was one of the best presidents in the world, which I, I 110% disagree. Um, but the point that I'm trying to tell you is, uh, I had, I had to go against these people and I, I was working where I was working. It was a very, very small office and we only had like 
I think it was like eight or nine people if you totaled up everyone, if they were there. And everyone wasn't there every single day. Like uh, we had higher ups that were leave every once in a while. But the point that I'm trying to make is I was the only person there that didn't agree with the whole entire office. So at times it was kind of, it was difficult because they would talk about something and I didn't, I didn't um, agree with it. But at the time it was like, uh, I don't think, I think I was working there uh, when um, like Donald Trump won or whatever. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is it was weird because right when he won is when like everything went crazy. And if you had a different viewpoint than someone else on like the left or you had a different viewpoint on um, a democratic issue, everyone was just automatically like, you're racist, like you're, you're this, you're that, right? Like you're, you're a piece of shit basically. So it was during that weird time where like, I didn't, I didn't want to tell people my viewpoint because like most people, I was a little bit intimidated at the time. This is before yeah, I did the like, goals and updates and I, and I kind of, um, I, I kind of got out of like, you know, I don't really care. But at the time, like I didn't want to tell them anything because I'm like, oh, like I just, I'd rather them assume that I'm on the same page as them. So I, and I did it where like, if they asked me something, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away to tell them my, my viewpoint, but I would never really chime into what they were doing. And I think that was a big mistake because, um, like nothing bad happened from it. But like in my, in my point, I was trying to hide, um, like most people, cause you're scared, right? You're a little like, you don't, cause I was friends with all these people in the office, by the way. Like I still consider them like family in a way because they taught me everything I needed to know in marketing. I was, I was with some of the heaviest hitters I think you probably could have worked with in the marketing field. And I just didn't want to ruin the connection with these people because I, even though they were from a different viewpoint politically, I still consider them family and friends. And I didn't want the relationship to suffer because I was in a, uh, a different viewpoint or a different category than they were. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want them uh, to view me any differently because I was on a different political side. And so I kind of I kind of str- strayed away from it from a while, and then one time they included me, like one time after like uh, months of uh, them, you know, talking back and forth politically and stuff, because they weren't scared. They watched a lot of mainstream news, and you know, obviously, if you're on mainstream news, like that's all they do is they bash uh, the president, they bash anything that's conservative, like anything that's conservative, they bash, and. That, you know, they're talking about certain things and they brought me in off of something and, uh, you know, I gave my viewpoint and that's when they knew they're like, Oh, <laughs> they're like, Oh, you're on that side and nothing. And the crazy part was like, we had logical debates, like, and that's how I know it works. Right. Um, uh, we didn't look at each, uh, at least I didn't look at them differently. I mean, I can't tell you hundred percent if they looked at me differently, but just from working with them, like when we had to work, it was not politics. It was, you know, we're going to get this job done. We're a team. We'd go out all the time, go out for drinks, go out to eat, um, play bowl, you know, went bowling together. It, it didn't matter. Right. And what I'm trying to tell you is it's okay. If you have a different viewpoint, if, if you're looking at something different than, than the masses, if you're looking at something, maybe a little bit politically different than most people, if you're, um, if you're, if someone else has a different viewpoint than you, it's okay to accept it and listen and, 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 and try to, you know, reason it out or understand the other person. Um, I, I really truly believe we don't do that enough. And 
if I could do that in a room filled with Democrats and I'm Republican and, and have debates with them and stuff, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it got a little, it got heated, like certain ones, um, the touchy ones. Uh, but at a certain point, um, you know, we would just basically, it would be fine. Like we'd get over it. We'd get over it. We'd be like, all right, you like, I can't change your mind. Like you're on a different, completely uh, different viewpoint. And we would just move on and everyone would be fine. Uh, the problem that we're having now with all that stuff is if you're, if, um, if you have two different viewpoints, both sides in a way, um, it really comes from the left. I'm going to be bluntly honest with you. It really comes from the left, uh, like probably like 90% of it. Um, but you know, sometimes I see sometimes conservatives do it too. All right. I've seen it at my mom do it a couple times. Um, I've had the thoughts of, um, you know, oh, that person's like stupid or whatever. Cause they do whatever. But you know, I like, and you stop yourself. Cause like, it's just, some people don't realize that it's natural that you're going to, you, if someone disagrees with you, that you're going to like, be like, Oh, like that person's against me. Right. That person's against me. Um, but I've had plenty of conversations. I've sat down with, uh, a feminist in a bar. All right. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know this person for a hole in the wall, sat down, had a drink with my friend, and there's a, and this, this lady sits down with a dog. All right. And I just, I just started talking to her, just started talking to her, talking about, you know, I didn't even talk anything politically. We talked about musical instruments and how her boyfriend's in a band and all this stuff. And then somehow she was telling me she's like a feminist. And, um, the next thing I know, I tell her I'm a Republican and, and we're sitting there at a bar having drinks, a Republican, uh, like a, a straight right wing um, Republicans talking to a, a, a far left feminist and we're getting along and we didn't care that we were on two politically different sides. Okay. Now it, it might be just because I, I'm, I'm just that type of person where I, I really don't care. And like, if you talk to me, you'll understand, like, I really don't care what politically, like what political side you consider yourself on, whether you're independent, Republican, uh, Democrat, um, or how you view the world. Right. How 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 you look at the world, how you look at certain issues, how um, uh, I, I really don't care. Uh, but the, the point is, you have to have the conversations. You have to be able to speak to someone on a different viewpoint. You have to be able to uh, put yourselves in that person's shoes, because if you can't. First of all, you can't you can't um, you can't basically out. You can't basically outplay the other person if you don't know what they're trying to talk about right? That's, that's number one. Number two is, um, I, if I don't understand where you're coming from, how can we both come up with a solution, right? How can we both come up with a solution if you're not willing to, uh, talk to someone with a different viewpoint? Uh, and if, and like, I'm not, I'm not about causing problems. I'm always about finding solutions. So, um, like I said, like if I could, someone that's on a far right, uh, scale, right? Politically. And someone that's a feminist can sit down at a bar and have a drink. And we're drinking by the way. So it even puts the stakes up higher at like this person would probably want to like, like strangle me to death or something. Right. Cause we're, we're both drinking together. Um, and if we could have a, a logical civil conversation and, and be like, all right, well, this is, you know, and agree on certain, like we agreed on more stuff, I think than we did like disagree on which is the funniest thing. And I, and I really think if people would sit down and have a, and have a discussion, 
um, with anything, you'd understand that the person that's in front of you really isn't a bad person. The person just maybe looks at something a little bit different. And that's where um, you'll find the common ground in certain elements and, and you'll be able to look at people a lot differently. Um, but most people are not willing to sit down with someone that, that does that view something differently. And that's where the problem comes into place. Um, and that's why I came up with that topic where, uh, you want to look at other people's viewpoints, right? Um, I probably don't agree 110% of how the company that I'm working for right now is running. I'm sure a lot of people that I work with don't agree with how they're running the business. Um, but you know, if I could, if I sat down with the person and he explained to me, like, this is why we do this is why we do that. You know what I would tell him? I'd be like, I 110% understand why you like, why you're running it that way. I completely understand. You know, here's, here's a few pointers that I would have done maybe a little bit different. Right. And I probably would have told him my viewpoint on it. Um, but the, the point is, uh, I, you know, I would agree with the person like I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't tell him to run it any differently and I'd probably give him some tips, but ultimately it's up to that person. And that's how I view a lot of things with, uh, with people. Um, ultimately, you're going to choose to take in knowledge or you're not going to choose to take in knowledge. You're going to choose to listen to me or you're not going to choose to listen to me. Uh, you're going to choose to go and do drugs or you're not going to choose to go do drugs. You're going to choose to go work or you're not going to choose to go work. And then you're going to complain that you don't have any money in the bank. Um, it's ultimately up to you. And, uh, and that's why you know, I, I, I love the United States of America because it gives you that choice. All right. If you went to any other country, uh, you would not have that choice. There's no Republicans. There's no Democrats. There's no independents in between. There's no, um, there's no uh, debates. Everything in other countries is normally run by a dictator. Uh, the government basically controls everything. Um, you don't have two parties going against each other. All right. Um, most places are very left-wing. You don't really have a conservative mindset in a lot of these other countries. So you're only getting one viewpoint in most of these countries. The reason why the United States of America is such a great country, and I truly, truly believe in the United States of America, is because it's, it was brought by multiple people from different places, different races, different cultures, different elements coming together and talking about different ideas and how can we improve this with your idea and your idea and your idea. Right. Um, and that only happens in the United States of America. Okay. That's why I, you know, I don't know that, that, that that's, that's my belief on it. Uh, I can't, you know, I can't persuade you to go the same way, but, uh, the, the point is it's the way you're looking at certain things. That's is going to hold you back. Um, but I listen to everyone. I love talking to people from a different viewpoint. I was talking to this girl today, uh, who's from Haiti and she's talking about food and I'm and they're talking about like Haitian spaghetti. And I'm like, what is that? I've never heard of that. And they're probably laughing cause they're like, Oh, this white kid's never heard of ha uh, Haitian spaghetti before. Right. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I'm curious. Like, what is that? That's why, that's why like, if, if you guys, if you guys know me, I've never dated a white girl. I've always dated um, someone from a different race or um, I love talking to different types of people. That's why I consider myself a salesman because I just love talking to people. I find it fascinating how certain people live differently than I do. And we live in the same place, but they live completely um, a different lifestyle than I do, or they completely um, eat different foods 
or um, they come from a completely different background. Maybe they, didn't even, maybe they weren't even born in the United States, but um, they're from like Cuba or they're from a different country. I find it fascinating. Um, and, and that's something that, uh, you know, I talk to people and they have completely different viewpoints. Now, by the way, it's how you approach certain things. Uh, that's, that's how you start these conversations because um, I don't talk to people like they're different. I talk to people like they're like me, right? I'm just a chill dude. Like I, I just go up to people and I go, hey, how's it going? My name's Tyler. Like, what's your name? And then they'll be like, Henry. And I'll be like, hey, Henry, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I'm just kind of curious, like, what is that, right? I don't talk to people like they're different, they're foreign, they're this. I just talk to people. So, and that's why, like, people, like, sometimes I think just get too comfortable with me and they just they start talking about, like, stuff that I'm like, damn, <laughs> I can't believe they just told me that. But, um, but yeah, so start getting used to talking to other people's viewpoints. You know, I, I've been blessed to live in, uh, in South Florida where it's very, it's, it's not, um, like white, like white people in South Florida, not that they're not common, but it's not, it's not the typical, right? Um, there's a lot of Spanish down here. There's a lot of blacks. Um, but I, you know, like I said, I don't care. The, the main point about this is, um, you're, I'm getting different viewpoints. I'm getting, I'm getting comfortable enough where, um, I'm getting to see different viewpoints. I'm getting to see different people. I'm getting to experience different cultures. I've dated a Vietnamese girl. I've dated a Spanish girl. Um, and those were completely two different, completely two different experiences, by the way. Like the Vietnamese side was like crazy because I had no idea of half the stuff they were, they were doing. Uh, she would talk in Viet, uh, Vietnamese to like her family. And I was like just amazed by the language itself. Uh, I tried to learn it. It didn't work out too well because I, I wasn't using it that often. And it's, it was, it was, it was a struggle guy. It's not easy to learn Vietnamese, um, at all. That's what I, that's what I learned. Um, Spanish was, and when we, by the way, with the Vietnamese, um, uh, culture and stuff, the coolest thing was I learned that their the whole thing is family oriented, like the whole Asian culture, like any Asian culture is really family, uh, driven. And that, and that was like the coolest thing for me. Cause I already have that, uh, with the Italian background that I am, but, um, and then the food was amazing. Like, and, and the funny thing is if I've never, if I never dated uh, my ex, I would never have ever experienced Vietnamese food. Not that I could think of because I would never have gone into a Vietnamese restaurant by myself or with like some of my friends, right? Unless I had a Vietnamese friend and we went and got food. Uh, but the crazy part is I probably would never have experienced any of that stuff if I didn't, if I didn't, uh, well, that was weird. If I didn't date, someone completely outside of my own race, someone completely outside my, my culture. Um, and I met a lot of interesting people because I went outside my comfort zone and outside my viewpoints and outside, uh, you know, the typical norm for myself, the way I'm thinking. Right. So that's, that's the tip I can give you guys. Just start, start trying to not look at people differently. Look at someone kind of like how you look at yourself. In a, in a sense, like this person's probably gonna have a different culture, a different background, um, is going to be different, obviously, but they're just a person like you. And if you can talk to them, you might learn some different stuff, which will help you out later on. Cause it's helped me tremendously my whole entire life. It's helped me, uh, with different viewpoints. Cause I don't, I don't shy away. I don't run away. Some people run away. Some people get scared. They run away. I don't run away. I, uh, I engage in conversation. That's how I can go up to CEOs. 
of billion. Like the company cross country uh, home services, by the way, is worth half a billion dollars, $500 million. Okay. I went right up to the CEO and shook his hand and introduced myself. Most people would have been extremely intimidated. Oh my God, that guy, that guy uh, own, uh, works for a five, you know, half a billion dollar company. I went up to him and I just, I just shook his hand and said, "Hey, how's it going? My name's Tyler. Nice to meet you." And and talked to him for a couple minutes, right? Why? How could I do that? The reason I could do that is because I don't view him any differently than anyone else. He's just a random dude. He's just like me. He's a human being. He goes home, he eats, he has to go to the bathroom, he has to eat food, he has to uh, do X, Y, and Z. He's no different than me, right? That's how I do it. Um, I was once at a bowling alley. I'm going to wrap it up after this and we'll go into the next one. But um, Instagram's going to kick off. This is going to be a long one, I'm sorry. But it's a good topic. Um, but I went to a bowling alley one time and I remember it like it was yesterday. We're at the bowling alley. And all of a sudden, I turn around, and everyone that we went with uh, at food, with the food and beverage back at the time I worked at the Saveology Ice Rink, everyone dips. I turn around, and it's just me and, and um, the, the one manager that I worked with, Stella. And, sh and she goes, what the hell just happened? And I turn around, and they're, they all ran to this one, this one guy in the back. And I'm like, I'm like who is that? And... Uh, and I think like Jimmy came back, whatever. And Jimmy's like, oh, that's, uh, that's, I don't remember the guy's name, but they're like, that guy plays for the Miami Heat. He's on the basketball team. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, that's pretty cool to see him here. And he's like, hell yeah, yo. And they're all, they're all hyped. Right. And I'm just like, I'm like, well, I, don't, I don't understand why you're so hyped. It's just, it's just a basketball player. And they're like, no, 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 dude, you don't understand. Like he plays for the Miami Heat. And I'm like, Dude, he's a regular person like me and you. Regular dude. He's probably here with his kids. Probably has kids. He's probably here with his kids, and he's probably uh, bowling with his kids. <laughs> like, he's a regular dude like you and me. It, was, it, make, it doesn't, just because he has money, just because he has a little bit of fame, doesn't mean he's any different than you, right? He's still a human being. And that could be you, by the way. You could be the next guy that plays in the Miami Heat, and I'm just kidding, but... Um, but that could be you with the fame, the money, like people, oh my God, look at who it is, right? That could be you. What's the difference between him and you? He had the courage to go out and, and do something that he wanted to do. He, he went against the masses. He went against the, the odds and overcame the odds. But he had the courage to do that. That's all he did. He had a vision. He had a dream. Went against the courage, went against the, the majority that probably told him he couldn't do it. He's stupid. He's got a 1% chance of making it to the NBA, and he, and he proved him wrong, and, and that's why those guys ran over to go see him, right? So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, we're going to jump into the next one, which is going to be you can't win an argument. Now, um, I'm going to take some pointers out of this book because I, I read this book. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Let me show it to both. Uh, I know Instagram is going to kick me off in a minute, but um, I was going to read, not read, but like I was going to tell you some points in here and then maybe brush up on it. But um, this one's pretty crazy. This one talks about basically how to like, you can't win an argument, right? So what he, what he meant by that is he gave some tips here. He said, welcome the disagreement. So this is kind of what I, I think I did a, um, I did a topic on this where you want to agree with other people, 
no matter if you 110% agree with them, you 110% disagree them. The reason you want to agree with people, by the way, is because if you if you start off a conversation where like someone's like, hey, man, um, I, uh, I give you a political issue because the political one's the hardest one. Hey, man, I think guns should be banned. I don't like guns. Um, I don't believe that uh, civilians should have guns. I believe the military, the police, uh, anyone that's trained should have a gun and civilians should not have the guns. I don't believe in the Second Amendment, right? I don't, uh, I don't think that uh, we should have it, right? And they said that uh, your first instinct, if you were someone that did believe in the Second Amendment and you, um, you did believe in guns and that civilians should have guns to protect themselves, wouldn't be, I disagree with that. You should be, I completely understand what you're saying. I agree with you. And I understand um, where, you're, where, you're, where you're coming from, right? Why? And then go in, hey, well, I believe in the Second Amendment, uh, right? Why? The reason you're doing that, by the way, is because if I start off with saying, hey, I disagree with you, like I believe in this, they're, they're automatically going to be like, oh, this guy disagrees and it's going to start conflict. That's, that's what they're saying here. They're, they're just saying like you welcome disagreement. You, you welcome it. You basically agree with it. Um, the other one they're talking about is uh, distrust your first instinctive impression. Now, what they're talking about with that is kind of um, – I kind of talked a little bit about this um, before, a little bit earlier. Uh, what they mean by like not going with like your first impression or yeah impression – like, wait a minute, is because when someone, when someone tends to go against what you're talking about, you, you typically tend to think to your mind, like, oh, uh, like that guy's against me. And then you say something stupid. So this is what I was kind of talking about with like viewpoints where I'm like, I've caught myself a couple times in my mind, go, oh, that person's stupid or that person doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. And that's just like, that's just, it, it's a, it's an auto autopilot type of mind mind that's going on like your mind's autopiloting the result or the um the response that you want to say so what he's saying is you you want to give yourself a minute and ignore whatever comes to you first take a second take a minute and then respond don't go by what the first thing that comes into your head because it's going to be wrong it's it's probably not going to work out um let me see if i can give you another good one listen first that's a good one listen always listen first uh, the reason um, why I'm such a good uh, a good person when it comes to like other people that um, don't probably agree with like my viewpoint or don't agree with me is I'm a very good listener. Uh, that's how I got along with the the one girl at the bar who is a complete different viewpoint than me politically, um, the feminist, because I just listened to her. I, I just let her do the talking. Why would I want her to talk all the time and me to listen? Because people love talking about themselves. Ask them questions about themselves and watch how long the person will keep talking because they're so interested in themselves, right? That's the, it's one of the most crucial elements you'll ever come across. I Trust me, you'll try it with one of your friends. Try it with a family member. Ask them questions about themselves and they'll talk for hours. Talk about yourself. The conversation probably won't go too long with them. I promise you. Um, let's see what else I can give. Control your temper. 
right? You, that's that's kind of it's a little bit of common sense, but at the same time, um, it, it's very easy when you're in a, when you're in like some kind of conversation where you're really not either interested in or you're in a conversation where you don't really agree with the other person, um, and it, it's very easy to lose your temper. So that, that's actually a pretty good tip. You, you want to keep cool. Can, uh, control your temper, and a lot of people can't do that. By uh, by the way, a lot of people can't control the temper. Um, I've just I, I've been dis I've been just disciplining that for a long time now, a uh, complete long time. All right, um, ever since I was like eighteen, I was trying to figure out how to control the temper. Um, I just didn't realize it until probably twenty. Now the other one they're talking about is uh, look for areas of agreement. Now this is where it came into place, and this is where. Um, cause I'll use that. I'll use that. What I'll do is I'll try to use the example of like me sitting down at the bar, uh, with someone that had a completely different viewpoint than me. Um, which was the, the feminist. She's a feminist. I'm a conservative. Um, and as soon as she said, I, I hate Donald Trump, I said, Oh shit, yo, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> she's going to be pissed. Cause I'm going to tell her, like, I can't lie to her and just agree with, uh, whatever she's saying. I have to tell her I'm a conservative. So as soon as I tell her I'm a conservative, she's probably going to go, oh shit, you probably voted for Trump. Excuse me. And I'm going to have to say I, I did. <laughs> and it's probably not going to go well because that's normally what happens when you're talking to someone from um, a Democratic uh, side. Um, as soon as you say you voted for Donald Trump, how could you vote for that sexist pig? Right? That's what they say. So I had to, I had to somehow find agreements and I didn't naturally do this. I think it just happened because as soon as I came out and I was honest um, and I showed her like I was honest, I'm like, you know, um, I am on a different view, uh, political viewpoint. I am, I am conservative, but I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, like your point of view. And as soon as I said that, she, this is what she said, word for word. Oh, she's like, I don't care that you're a conservative. You're a very, very respectful, politeful person. Uh, we've been talking for an hour, and I can tell you're not like everyone else. That's the key, right? Um, and that's that's exactly what she said. She was like, "I don't, I don't care." She's like, "Trust me, I'm not on, I'm not a hundred percent Democrat. I just have to do it because this is what I want to do, right?" So, right off the bat, um, because the conversations earlier, and because I was open and honest, and I told her like, "Hey, like." Um, I hope I hope you're not going to get mad, but I'm not I'm not on that political side. Complete, you know, and everything changed from that. That was from, um, yeah, that's from being open. But the looking for agreements, like I told you, like once we started talking about like political issues and stuff, uh, like I would say like ninety percent of the stuff we talked about, like pretty close to ninety percent, we agreed on um, politically. Okay, ninety percent of stuff we agreed on politically. About ten percent, maybe. Like I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really agree with that standpoint. But you know, and I explained myself. But um, what we did was we found agreements into things, like this, like what it's saying in this book. We found agreements, and that's how things went smooth. It was smooth. Like we didn't get pissed at each other and we wanted to punch each other, right? Um, be honest. That's what I told you in the in the beginning. I was completely honest with her. What does that show, someone? You're not trying to scam them. You're not trying to wheel them in. That's why a lot of people don't like salespeople, by the way. Salespeople lie, okay? 
uh, they're not honest. Why? Because they're trying to make a dollar and they know if they tell you X, Y, and Z, they're scared they're going to chase you off. So what they do is they lie to you. You're like, oh man, I got the best deal. It happened to my mom um, a, a couple of months ago and she bought her car. It's like, oh, I met this salesman and um, I got this car and I'm so happy. And, and then like three days later, or two days later, she's like, oh, he scammed me. Like he, he, he screwed this guy over and did blah, blah, blah. Why? Because he was trying to get the sale. He wasn't honest, right? So he lost that sale. My mom probably would have went back to him, by the way, just letting you know. The guy was completely honest about what he was doing and the sale and the car and everything. My mom probably would have went back and released with the guy or um, brought him more business. She would have promoted it to her friends and he would have got more business, more sales, more commission. But because he lied, he wasn't an honest salesman. He lost a bunch of sales in the process. But that's what gets, I'm telling you guys, that's what, that's, that's the biggest thing I have going for me is I'm just completely honest with people. You know, sometimes uh, the certain people don't like the being bluntly honest or like um, the honesty part, but I really hate it when people aren't honest with me. When people go around, cut corners, and I find out later the person lied to me. And I'm like, I'm never asking that person that again. Well, why, if, if this person's lying, doing a little, uh, a little lie here, why would I go and ask them for more information on something? They're going to lie to me right? So honesty is the key on that. Uh, promise to think over your opponent's ideas and study them carefully. I do that a lot too, by the way. Uh, someone, um, I did this with my, my ex a lot. Uh, cause like we were completely, like, I'm, I'm telling you 110% on different political elements. Like any, any topic you had, it was completely different, uh, viewpoints on both sides. And so I would have to tell her like, you know, I understand where you're coming from that. And there was actually one point where she said something. Um, I don't really remember. It was a long time ago, but she said something and I actually told her, I'm like, that's actually an interesting point that you brought. I'm definitely going to go and look into that. And I actually did. And she was actually pissed at the stuff, I, uh, like the results I got because the results didn't point in her direction once I looked it up. Um, but the point is like, that's a good point too. like, tell them like, I understand what you're talking about. I definitely would go and investigate that and look into it. And then, reach back out to you. I think that's a good point. Um, let me see if they have anything else in here. Thank your opponent sincerely for their interest, right? That's another thing that people don't do. People do not say thank you to the person when they're in a heated debate um, or sales, anything. They don't say like, thank you so much for your time. Like, thank you so much, Tom, for your time. I greatly appreciate, I say that all the time, guys. Like, like I'm telling you like 99% of the time, that's what I do. Um, I'll be like, thank you so much for your time. Um, I just appreciate this opportunity that you presented to me of just taking a little bit of your time and letting me, you know, pick your brain. I just appreciate so much, Tom. Thank you so much. And what it does is it shows that person on the other end, like, oh man, this kid is really sincere. Like, he really, he really um, took the time to understand what I was saying. He really, um, he's, he's a good person. He's not a bad person. Because uh, what you guys don't understand is it's all about that impression. Like I talked to, um, I don't re remember what episode it was, but there's an episode of Goals and Updates where I went into like, I'll definitely outbeat you because I'm all about the first impression. You only get one first impression and it's everything. And that's why, that's why I've done so well with like parents, like when I was dating, when I date people, like I do well with the parents because the first thing I do is like, when I go over the house, I go right up to the father and I'm like, hi, my name's Tyler. Shake, shake their hand. And I go, uh, um, 
it's a pleasure to meet you, right? And then I introduce myself to the mom or whatever. Um, but the point of the matter is like it's first impression, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm really good at is like the first impression in a in a in a um interaction. So I do that all the time. I think people all the time. Like, um, I uh, when I met the CEO, I did it too. I didn't. Sorry, it's kind of my middle finger, but um, I didn't. Um, I didn't say thank you for your time. I said it was a pleasure meeting you. It's kind of the same idea. Like uh, when we left, my mom went back to the, her office, and he went back to work. All right. The funny thing is, he went back to work. Everyone else went home. So what does that tell you? Everyone else left. That was an employee. He's the CEO and he went back to work. That's a hard worker right there. That's why that guy's in charge of a $500 million company, by the way. All right, just letting you guys know. Um, but uh, he went back to his desk and when, he, when we were leaving, I said, it was, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. Have a great rest of your day. Why would I say that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm thanking him for his time. Thank you so much, sir, for giving me a little bit of your time. Um, you know, have a great rest of your day, basically. That's, that's basically what that was. So I'm saying thank you for giving me like, your time. Um, postpone. I'm going to try to see. There's like two more on here. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, postpone action to give both sides time to think through the problem. Um. I don't really do that. I'm going to be bluntly honest with you guys. I don't really do the postpone action because uh, most of the time you don't really have a lot of time, especially in sales. Like you don't, you only have 30 seconds to get that person, right? Um, like especially on sales. When you're on a phone call, you only have 30 seconds to really uh, make, make, a, make a difference in that call. Uh, same thing when you're approaching someone. Like you really only have 30 seconds before someone basically judges you. Before someone basically says, "All right, this kid's either good or this kid's not," uh, with anything, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like you're selling them anything. It just be like, just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna randomly talk to this guy at a bench that I'm sitting next to, or I'm gonna go and um, uh, talk to my boss, or I'm gonna go and talk to uh, this kid in my class, or you know, it's 30 seconds they'll judge you right off the bat." So um, I don't really, I don't know if uh, the postponing thing is. It, I mean, I don't know. You guys take it for what it is. I don't, I don't really like that one. Uh, could my opponents be right? Partially right. Is there truth or merit in their position or argument? I like that one. Now, the reason I like that one, I'm gonna, we're talking about this real quick. I'll wrap it up. Um, the reason why I like that one, if they're right, which they could be right, partially right, somewhat right is because, um, most of the time I talk to someone, they point out something that I'm like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Right. And then you, and then you investigate and you're like, wow, that actually was right. There's been times where I thought I was right. I researched something and I'm like, oh, wow, I was actually wrong. Um, this person was right. Uh, or I went to someone else and they told me something. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, wow, they're right. Right. So you're not going to be 110% right all the time. And that's why it's good to, to talk to someone from a different point of view too, because those people might spawn something on you that is completely different than yourself uh, that maybe like you couldn't even see cause you're blocking your own vision or like your own viewpoint is blocking you from seeing something different. Um, uh, the other thing too is I've never, I've, you know, like, uh, like all the stuff that I'm talking to you about all this stuff that, uh, you know, I kind of believe in, 
I shouldn't say kind of, which I do 110% believe in, is ideas from other people. Like, I didn't completely put myself together like this. All right. Um, and I can give you a lot of examples. I can give you in, um, I'm, I'm very religious. I believe 110% in God. And I'm Catholic. So a lot of my viewpoints on God is from the Catholic religion, which was passed down from centuries of centuries and centuries. Right. Um, I'm very conservative. Um, that's been passed down from centuries, from centuries, from centuries. So from other people, loads of other people um, have uh, built my conservative mindset up. Um, I believe in humanity. I believe that everyone can succeed in the United States of America. Uh, that's all viewpoints, uh, motivation from tons of other influencers, like motivational influencers like Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone. Um, that's all my business. Anything related to business is, is probably 110% from Grant Cardone. All right. So Grant Cardone's influenced me, uh, almost on everything business related. Okay. Also the motive, you know, the mindset too. Now, um, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Dale Carnegie, cause I'm reading his book right now. Um, plenty of other people that I just, you know, there's so many people that I can't think of, but it's plenty of other things that have played a role in creating Tyler Dunn, right? Uh, and there's a loads of other things that I've never, ever heard from someone else. I came up with it on my own um, from just talking to random people, um, kind of going through life and, and experiencing different things. And I've came to different conclusions with myself, like, oh, this is probably wrong. I thought this way at one point, but now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this way now. Um, and things are going to change throughout your life. Now, That'll probably wrap up. Uh, you can't win an argument. And I, I just went over how you can't. That was from that book. Uh, if you want this book, by the way, I'm pretty sure you can get it online. So it's How to Win Friends and Influence by, uh, influence People, Dale Carnegie. It's a great book. Uh, you know, I've had many, many, many successful people come up to me and go, man, like that's one of the best books I've ever read in my whole entire life. So I definitely highly recommend getting that book. Um, uh, let me see. Do I have some time to pitch done deal investments? I'll pitch done deal investments for five minutes and I'm gonna wrap it up. Cause I'm going to go, um, I got to do some stuff, but all right. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn. I own this company done deal investments, LLC. Uh, if you need more information on it, you can go to, um, the see more and then it'll have all my, uh, done deal investments, uh, information, the website, we website's probably the best place to go to, to be honest. Facebook would probably be the next one. Then you got Twitter, Instagram, um, those are all the, the sites you can go. I definitely highly recommend going to www.dundealinvestment.com. Um, how this business works is I'm taking a distressed seller and an investor and putting them in a deal. So it's helping the person that really needs financial help with the property, whether it's liens, pre-foreclosures, um, you've inherited a house, you've dealt with like realtors and you don't want to pay high commission fees, or maybe you just don't want to go through a lengthy real estate process. Um, your house is basically, you can't sell it on the, on the market. There's too much damage to it. You can't keep up with it. Any, any situation where you have to sell the house extremely fast, um, I can 110% help you. Now, um, how this works, it's, it's a three-step process to what I like to call three steps of financial freedom. First step is you have to contact me. You can do that through email, web, um, 
email, going to the website, filling out a form, calling me on my cell phone, uh, going, you know, on Facebook, iMessenger, Twitter, Instagram, any of those and just reaching out to me and I'll reach back out to you. Um, I think that's basically everything on that. And then all I'm going to do is ask you some very basic, basic questions. Going to ask you some basic questions on uh, what's wrong with your property. Like, you know, if you have roof damage, basically you're going to tell me like what's wrong with the property and then what financial situation I have to try to help you get out of. Like, why do you have to sell your house right now for like really fast? Like what, what are you trying to get out of? And then from there, we're going to step two. Now step two is we schedule an appointment to come to your property. I take five pictures inside the house, five pictures outside. Um, I go through an estimated sheet where I'm like, all right, you got some roof damage, you got mold, you got, you know, I'm going through basically whatever um, issues you have with your property to then give to the investor. Now, the reason I'm taking pictures of the property is so when I find an investor, I can just send them how much it's going to take to put your, you know, all the costs it's going to take to put your house on the, on the market for full market value um, at, at a pocket cost of the investor. And so he can see what the property looks like because um, I don't want all these people coming to your house. I don't want all this foot traffic coming to your house. The third step would be then we negotiate on the price. And how I'm going to get the price is all I'm going to do is run comps on your neighborhood. We're going to get three of the closest uh, properties that have sold recently on the market and we'll get the average cost from that. Then we'll just deduct uh, whatever it's going to take for the investor to basically um, invest into the house. So if you have like roof damage, we'll take that off the average price. If you have mold, we'll take that off the average price. Um, and then what, what's going to happen is once I get the price to negotiate on, we'll negotiate it. You'll tell me the terms you need. Like if you have to stay in the house another three weeks to go find someone, if you need a real estate agent, if you need, you know, X, Y, and Z. Once we agree on the terms and the conditions, we'll, um, you'll sign the contract. I'll sign the contract. Then the, we'll get the investor to sign on to the deal. And then from there, all that's going to happen is we're going to pay you the cash. We're going to then, um, you know, help you get to that next step of uh, whatever, whatever you decide to do. Uh, if you want to go buy another house, you want to go and rent instead of uh, owning. If you want to, you know, whatever you want to do, I'll help you out. And then we're going to get the investor. Um, the investor is going to take ownership of the property. He's going to invest his money. He's going to flip it. He's going to sell it on the market. He's going to make a profit. Um, the cool thing about this is Dundee Investments is going to get paid by the investor, not the seller. And that's the coolest thing is you're not going to pay us any commission you're going to, the seller is going to pay for it or not the seller. I'm sorry, the investor. So what's going to happen is, um, you know, I'll get a finder's fee or a commission fee for putting the deal together. You'll get out of the situation. It won't affect your credit. You will basically go bankrupt. Um, I'll basically help you out through the whole entire thing. I have real estate agents and so forth and so on. An investor is obviously going to be happy. He's going to make a little bit of uh, profit off of uh, helping you out. And done deal investments is going to be able to keep moving forward and helping more people because we're going to get paid. Now, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to add. I don't think I want to add anything else, but uh, normally what I would do is I'd tell you basically like the idea of what I want to turn done deal investments into the, the dreams and goals that I have for done deal investments. But I'm going to wrap it up because it's going on a minute and 20 and um if you want to, if, if you really want to actually listen to like what I want to do with done deal investments, you can go to any other episode, like every other episode I've basically explained, uh, the, you know, the dreams and goals of done deal investments, LLC. 
Um, but other than that, I'm going to wrap this up. So this has been episode 71 of Goals and Updates. Um, I've been your host, Tyler Dunn, my company, Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal's already done. And this is a wrap to episode 71 of Goals and Updates. Peace.